We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lucky Podcast. What's good with it? We're stuck on developing all these dudes. <laughs> we stuck on developing all these dudes that nobody knows about yet. Jason Anyes. Oh, yeah, he, he's good. He's going to be all right. And then, and then he just pops out out of nowhere. That's great, but that's not a selling point to future guys coming in. <clears throat> a selling point is a Ben Morris. That's the selling point. Because he started early. He was good coming in. He was good when he got there. And he was good when he played. That's a great example. Not good getting there. Not trusted the first five years. Senior year, he rises from the, the, the ashes for some reason. <clears throat> And he plays, and you'd be like, dang, where you been at this whole time? Oh, he's been developing. We've been developing our trust for him for four years, and now he's ready to. That's not a good selling point. Lor- Carnell probably literally talked to Lorenzo Styles and was like, hey, bro, what's it like here? <laughs> what do you think he like? What do you think he like? Carnell probably saw Styles and was like, bro, what, why are you not playing? Like, what's going on? And I guarantee you, Styles was like, I have no idea. And that was it. And that was it. And that was it. Because guess what? Carnell went to Ohio State and be like, how you like it here? Man, I'm just a couple games away from the league. Easy. I got Chris Olave. I got, you know, Garrett Wilson, Michael Thomas. All these predecessors before me. I know what it looks like. I know how to get there. We even lost Lorenzo Styles, Ohio State. That's what's even crazy. So it's like, what's the trade-off? It's gotta be a trade. We get we lose Justin Scott, Carnell Tate, Lorenzo Styles, and get John Baptiste at the end of his Ohio State career. That's the trade-off. We gotta do better than that. Technical technician says style can't catch a ball. Watch him catch a bunch next year. Watch. Watch. Watch him catch a bunch of balls next year. 
I think we'll still beat them. I think we still beat Ohio State next year. I, st- I do believe that. But losing guys like we losing them, it's not good either. Sean over there, math. He, he really putting the math together now, huh? Sean, math is mathing. Man, look. I said what I said last Monday. Nothing's changed. Everybody's in the uproar. Notre Dame fans, people connected to Notre Dame, trying to find any and every excuse, any and every excuse to blame the kid and keep attention away from the fact that this is a failure by the Notre Dame staff. Anything but that. Make sure no one looks over here. Let's divert their attention to everything else. Let's divert it to NIL. Divert it to what's going on in Chicago. Divert. Let's divert it to all of that other stuff. And it's weak. It's weak. And it's disappointing. Not the fact that he made the decision he'd made. Like I said, Notre Dame knew about that decision last Sunday, last weekend. The response from the fan base is, is you. And, and people come through. Like, no one just wants to flat out say, yo, this is a failure. It's okay to say that. It's okay to say I messed up. It's okay to say I was wrong. It's okay. It's okay. Well, you have people coming down, covering over the game, talking about, oh my God, it's NIL. This is it. Man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Man, super chats. Brian J. Irish. I know how I would fix the problem, but it wouldn't work in Notre Dame. It wouldn't work. They wouldn't allow me. Super sticker. Thank you, Matt 10. Charlie Weiss, last belt loop, paid born disease or lack of recruiting by the DC line coach, safety, and linebacker. So glad we got Sean S. <laughs> Civiliano over a five star. Good job, Al. It's real, it's real sickening, man. Real sickening. So, and this is the thing Nate Marshall. Tyron Turner, wide receiver. Christopher Burgess, defensive end. Stephen Brown, class of 26, wide receiver. Son to NFL and former Miami Hurricane player Andre Brown, who also just wowed everybody on the AAU circuit with the Mac Irvin fire the top AAU team in Chicago basketball-wise. Has Big Ten ACC schools coming after him on the hardwood. 6'5", yep. wide receiver, sophomore. And he's better at football than he is basketball. That's what I like to hear. Football all of that, all of that, all of that talent, all of that talent is coming through Chicago. All of that, 24, 25, 6, 7, it's coming. It's coming. But you know who's buzzing right now? It ain't Notre Dame. Not Chicago. We taking big hits from Chicago, man. Same two teams, Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan, Ohio State. Michigan, Ohio State. We closer than both. Closer than both. Could be sending dudes all the time down there. We could just be flooding Chicago because we're so close. Uh, Chicago kids aren't good enough, love. They're not we good enough. Chicago for lunch. They're not good enough to play at Notre Dame. Chicago is so close, the staff could go take lunch down there and meet some kids and come back and still have a work day. That's how close it is. Ohio State is five hours from Chicago. Five. Five. Ann Arbor is three and a half, four. And they make it more effort to get down to Chicago? How is that possible? Noted that Marcus Freeman could literally take a lunch down there every day and meet a different Chicago kid and still be on the regular schedule for Notre Dame football. Mm -hmm. Hey, I just want to go eat down, down there real quick. Chicago, maybe I'll stop by, see a kid at the school, come back, whatever. Mm -hmm. You got a jet and a limo, don't even need it. You take an Uber. That's how non-effort it takes to go down and recruit Chicago. And we got guys flying four and five hours from different schools. Mm -hmm. At the last minute, the last, not even like, 
That's what I'm saying. We have enough. We're so close that we can recruit the entire time and just keep sending people. Just, just go down there. Just go down there. Just go down there. And it for nothing. It don't cost no extra money to do that. Al Golden could have been down there at least six or seven times. No sweat on his back. Just because it's right there. He could have take your wife shopping. How about that? Tricky. Be like, hey, you should go take your wife shopping down in Chicago. And, and while you're down there, go on and say what's up to Justin Scott. It's right there. What do you mean? So that's why it, it is no excuse. It just makes it really, really bad when there's always a reason why. Or always an apologist. Because this is even for the, the biggest apologies. It's like, come on, dude. Like you you letting them out recruit you at the last second with and negative recruit you at that. We have all the opportunity to oh, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. See, that's that's there is no Notre Dame was not out recruited at the last second. <laughs> see, see, that's see that's see that's what his fan base is delusional. Notre Dame was not out recruited at the last minute. <laughs> Notre Dame's been out recruited the entire recruitment. Yeah. Notre Dame didn't out recruit anybody that came after Justice Scott from an effort standpoint. No one. Marcus and Chad kicked the door down. That's what happened. But total recruiting effort? Notre Dame was last. They were last. But people are gonna sit up and oh man, Notre Dame did everything they could. The kid just didn't want to visit. <laughs> All right. Keep believing that. Keep believing that. Here's the last little nugget I'll give you. Not only did I get a chance to talk to Justin Scott, but I got a chance to actually talk to his coach when I went to the basketball game. Right? I asked him about the recruiting to that point. I asked him to characterize Notre Dame at that point. Know what he said? They could be doing a little bit more. This is his coach. This is his high school coach. With no dog in the fight. They can do a little bit more. But Notre Dame has been all over them. Notre Dame did everything. They would no. They can, yeah. They can, they can do a little more. Notre Dame recruits like the networking job fairs at Notre Dame. Where companies send out a couple recruiters and tell them how great the company is and hand out some business cards and be like, hey, 
you know, if you're interested, holla at us. That's how Notre Dame recruit football. It's not the same. They sending people from Target that is their job to just recruit on the national level. Come on, you know, we got Target here. Tell you how great Target is. Hand you a business card, holler at me. I got I can get you in. That's how Notre Dame does football. Oh, if we're interested in the kid, just send somebody, it don't matter who, just it's Notre Dame. Just send somebody out there. Let them know we out there. We interested. Tell them we get them a a, a high paying job 40 years from now. And if y'all, if you need us, holler at us. Literally, Kenny Minchie. We weren't even looking for Kenny Minchie. He hollered at us. He's like, okay, yeah, it makes fits, right? Good player. Kenny Minchie ain't gonna sit there at the end of his three or four years at Notre Dame and be like, man, Notre Dame, it was home from the beginning. They was recruiting me. I remember, you know how they play the draft story. Man, when Coach Freeman walked in my living room and I had no offers and he believed in me, that's not how it worked. Kenny going to sit in that draft room and be like, yeah, shoot, Notre Dame looked like they was hurting, and I called up there, and they said they had a spot. How is that even possible for top program? So the recruiting stories are very odd at Notre Dame because they don't have to be. They're odd. It's odd because you're like, why is it no plain recruitment where it's just straight up five star? We do all the right steps. We they buy in. We we sign them up. Mm-hmm. Great story. It's always some caveat. Look at look at uh our guy Carr. He committed a year early over his back, over the guy he's backing up that was supposed to come. Like, that's that's a lot of drama. That's a messy situation. Yeah, we glad we got him. But that's not even a normal recruitment. Gunner Kill, we got him the day before guys were moving in. They didn't last, but that's that's a top recruit at the time. When's the last normal recruitment? The only normal recruitment we get is tight end and O-line and running back. Yeah, those are the only normal recruitments we get. And what do we get when we have normal recruitments from those positions? Hall of Famers, $100 million players, first round, second round picks. Normal recruitment. They go in there, see he's staying at the time, watch some film, commit, Get developed, become a great player. Oh, you got a recruit in the in the, the class below. He doesn't seen what I did with the kid in the class above, so I don't even have to recruit that hard. Just show him some stuff, and we good. Now you got a cycle. How hard do you think it is to get Nate Roberts to commit to Notre Dame as a tight end when he just watched Michael Mayer catch the ball a hundred times last season and get picked up second round? And then the guy before that, and then the guy before that, and then the guy before that. So when it comes to anything close, when it comes to tight ends, I know we getting that commitment. What you mean? I knew we was getting Nate Roberts. Nate Roberts had like five different options. Notre Dame was in the five. I knew Notre Dame was the only option. What do you mean? That's easy choice. No thought, because you can be like, you got Michael Mayer, Cole Komet, Brock Wright, Troy Nicholas, uh, Durham Smythe, uh, Ben Koyak, uh, 
That's easy. Nate Roberts like me. Jack Larson like me. I'm going there. I don't need. I don't. I don't care if I drop stars. What do you mean? I don't care. I'm a five star when I committed Notre Dame. Now I'm a three star. I'm still committed Notre Dame because I'm a tight end. Slam dunk. We don't. Even, it's at the point we don't even care who the coaches are. We didn't had rotating coaches at tight end. We didn't had uh, uh, one year guys at tight end. Tight guys that starting their coaching career at tight end at Notre Dame. And the production has been the same. That's what's crazy. That's what's crazy. The, the Notre Dame tight end position has been the, the most revolving position at Notre Dame. Yet, we have no problem, not even an inkling of a, of a challenge that we won't get that top tight end recruit because of production alone. O-line, Blake Fisher, huge recruit. Quentin Nelson, huge recruit. Mike McGlinchey, huge recruit. All because of what? They saw Ronnie. They saw Zach Martin. Chris Watt. They saw the guys before uh, Christian Lombard at the time. Hell, Steve Elmer. They saw what Steve Elmer was doing. That's how you build it when you have normal recruiting around and when not also normal recruiting, but when you can prove on the field, the product, what position coach Mike Mickens is proven on the field, the product he's proven to a Christian gray, a Ben Morrison, a Jaden Mickey. He's like, listen, if you just listen to me, you can be a Kyle Hamilton. You can be a first-round uh, Julian Love, Cole Luke. Just listen to me. So until our position coaches can get into something like that, we will never, ever, 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 ever have a chance to recruit a high-level, bona fide NFL prospect recruit if our position coach doesn't get involved. I don't think it would ever happen let alone from the resume, it will never, ever happen if our position coach doesn't get involved. Doesn't make sense. So I talk about he's saying a lot because that's a great example of even in the midst of all this can't get five stars, don't have NIL, don't this and that, he's taking the guys he likes that he watches on film and he's making it work. They now, make it happen. I'll give you one more example for the future. 
Deuce Knight is from Mississippi. You better not leave with that degree. <laughs> Notre Dame, I guarantee you. Yeah. Notre yeah. Dame is not in the top two because Gino Gadouli is talking to Deuce Knight about that degree. Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman better throw for some yards. And Deuce Knight better see an offense that he can see himself in. Especially this. Oh, yeah. He need to be seeing Sam Hartman with that. that he could be better than in that same offense. Oh, I can see some things I can do. Gino ain't, Gino ain't leading with no four for 40 to get a kid from Mississippi. What are we talking about? Don't even try. Don't even try. And that's not to say and characterize his parents is not giving a darn about education. But it's top two schools at Tennessee and Notre Dame. Sam Hartman and Joe Milton, partner, are the two most important people he'll be watching this fall. Hell, they got Nico Imovalita too. He might pop up just because NIL, but he's going to be down there. And already we losing that battle. Dude's night probably like, Joe Milton is more of my style, this, that, and the third. Sam Hartman, I just want to see if that offense is where I fit because he's not player evaluating himself to Sam Hartman. He's just hoping Sam Hartman can make Gino Gadouli look good. He probably looking at Tennessee like, all right, I'm going to see if Joe Milton going to be this Heisman. Then I can see if I'm going to be a Heisman. But Notre Dame, Gino Gadulli is pushing. Look, we're gonna put up numbers. You're gonna love what we're doing. We got players around you. We're gonna protect you. You're gonna be consistent. We're gonna put up points. He looking at Joe Milton like Heisman. If you can win it in the championship in first round, then I'll I can see myself as that. That's the difference. We just need to get the guy in the door. I think if anybody takes that leap and can get in the door, they can change it all around. We it just it's just it's just uh like I told you before, it is a it is a, it's a bold choice because it's feast or famine when you decide quarterback at Notre Dame. It's feast or famine. There's a reason why all the quarterbacks are scoring. Jimmy Clausen doesn't even, you know, you had to pull him out the woodshed to get a picture with him. But when he went in, it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Ron Pollard, same thing. Greatest thing since sliced bread going in. And he damn near he never wanted to come back until his son started playing football. It's not an easy decision to make. But if you can get in there and have the actual talent to do it, man, you're going to take over the world. It's feast or famine. All these other places don't have the same value. Oh, I could just go there and then transfer or whatever, you know, no big deal. Mm. But if you could, because most people don't can't even get it. You think Caleb Williams wouldn't have considered it if, he, if we actually recruited him? Think about that. Because we got kids from his same school, Devin Butler, 
uh, uh, some other kids that we we've been in the same school. It's a Catholic school. Great setup. Great feeder program. Catholic school. Notre Dame. And your Heisman player was sitting in there. And you've been to the school recruiting players from there. And you don't even give him a chance? Come on, man. Come on, man. We got to. Man. So, yeah, it's not a. It's a very. You got to think for yourself when you're making this decision. Because it's like you said, it is way too easy to negative recruit Notre Dame because a lot of it is true. <laughs> and and for these instant gratifying kids today, for these kids that, that TikTok and want this stuff today, Notre Dame is not the place for you. <laughs> that is just what it is. Notre Dame is not a sexy pick. Notre Dame is a pick that you're like, I'm a very serious about what I'm trying to do, and I'm going to try to cash out at the highest level I can cash out. Just imagine if Stetson Bennett did what he did at Georgia at Notre Dame. He would be on the front. He would be at the White House right now for, for whatever reason. Just, just He would just like – the like it would be more – important than the president father Hesburgh would be like man that brother is something is gonna have a lot of things going for him if if we did what georgia did what stetson bennett did at notre dame he'd be man what especially who it is it's not for everybody but at the same time notre dame needs to do a better job people vaqua and marcus freeman of finding that that thing, working together to to eliminate the hidden hand that is working against us all the time. It doesn't make sense. So the degree is cool. That's why everybody else goes there. Why the football players are enticed to go there. Not why they go there. They're enticed to go there. There's a difference. You're enticed by the challenge of academics and where it can lead you. Sure, that's a benefit. But please do not think this is why as a number one recruit in the world for football is trying to come there. I don't want to mislead you, Notre Dame, and think that as a number one football player in the world, I'm coming there to do academics solely and, and thoroughly as a number one. Because that is delusional. So, <laughs> it's crazy. There you have it. It is what it is. <clears throat> How do you improve it? At this point, you got to win games in the fall, man. Oh, yeah, it's the only way. Winning solves everything. You got to win games in the fall. Court, 
You know why we fall short. That's the difference. If when we fall short in these games that we're supposed to be coming on victorious and coming out on top, we have to trace back to times like this. Hello, we got to talk about times like this, guys. Kids want to win, man. At the end of the day, kids want to win. That's it. Kids want to win. It's a kid walking to the park with his boys. They're about to play throw it up. He wants to win. Oh, yeah. As a kid in the middle of the street playing five-on-five touch football, he wants to win. Kids want to win. That doesn't change because of NIL. That doesn't change because of degrees. That doesn't change because of conferences. That doesn't change because of coaches, head coaches, uniforms. Kids grow up playing the game because they want to win. And when Notre Dame can secure that they're consistently going to win and be a contender for national titles, things will change. Yeah, I mean, until then, I'm telling you, we have to win through divine inspiration. The good steward way. Hit the Basilica a couple times before the game to pull off some of these victories being mismanaged and undermanned in the wrong areas. Because it's the gift and the curse. If we prove this way, tried and true, that we can win through divine inspiration and, and superior elite coaching that takes the team to allow them to play beyond their means. Because that's what they're asking. Let's be honest. Because it's a choice. And when you choose, you, you choose with intention. So mm -hmm. the intention is we're not purposefully structured to accept these five stars and because of that, the the outcome or the result of that, we're going to do whatever it takes to try to win with that. And by doing that, it's the gift and the curse. Because now we'll never need to get a five-star and succumb to the ungood stewards of the world. Because through divine prayer and inspiration, and Notre Dame being Notre Dame is going to allow that tradition, that that 1842 vibe, mm -hmm. the, the campus essence, the aroma from the grass to rise us over our talent level in big games. Because it's not going to be something fundamental or systematic where we're choosing to get the five stars or choosing to get the coaches. It's going to be who we have and who we're able to get. And our coach has to pump them up, overinflate them, 
to win these games. Under man, we we you know Notre Dame's a Catholic university. They really believe in David versus Goliath. We want to be David all the damn time. We want to be David. I'm rooting for Goliath. That's who I'm rooting for. We want to be David so bad, but there's a reason why it's a great story is because it only happened once. <laughs> All the other times, Goliath was whooping ass. <laughs> Y'all want to win one time, David? No, 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 I don't want to be David. <laughs> I don't want to be David in recruiting. We need to be the Goliath in recruiting. I'm okay with being a Goliath. You know why? Because I can lose to David every now and then. I can lose to David here and there. Okay, David, you got me with the rock. Dang, David, you got me. You stole one of the five stars. <laughs> one of the five stars. But David, other than that one five star you got, man, I'm winning. I'm Goliath. So yeah, let's keep the David and Goliath in parable and parable only. Let's not enact that in the real world in football recruiting. There is no moral victories in football recruiting. Oh, we, we gave it our good effort. That's not a victory. <laughs> we fought to the end. No, we. that's not a good victory. You don't get celebrated more by losing in recruiting because you were in the top five because you was in the conversation you don't get any more benefit so yeah let's let's be the goliaths for now and it's okay but it, it with this whole underdog thing that we got going on is preposterous because we got the most money we got the most resources. We could easily choose to be what Alabama is doing right now without begging. Because they can make, that's the funny thing. Nick Saban, as great as he is, has to still beg. Notre Dame don't got to beg. Notre Dame don't have to reach, do anything different other than open that vault up. That's the craziest part. That's like the rich man calling himself broke. It's a choice. It's a choice. Like LeBron James, the most frugal athlete on the world, in the world. He still paid for uh frost wire. What what's it called? Uh uh what's the uh what's what's it called? Uh uh Napster or what's it called? Pandora. He's still paying for Pandora radio. <laughs> That's us. We don't want to pay Apple Music or Spotify. They they don't want to catch the Lucky Lefty podcast. They want to be on FM radio. They still want to listen to commercials. They don't have no aux cord in their car. They lean out the window for recruiting news. They don't turn on to the right station for recruiting. They lean out in the neighborhood window. What's Driscoll hollering about from his from his his place? <clears throat> Oh, he said we need to go get somebody. Okay. 
They're not tuned in to the right station, dropping recruiting news on what's hot every day. They got to listen to the message boards. How unserious is that? You think Kirby Smart has listened to the message boards? Or is Kirby Smart knowing what's on the message or putting stuff on the message board himself because he's doing it? We catch a win from the cruise. I can't believe that. We caught win from Kenny Minchie. We didn't go get Kenny Minchie. We caught win. So, I don't know. Crazy. That's how back. That's how far back we're going. Lime wire, frost wire, naps. It's not, it's not Notre Dame. It's the kids, everybody. It's these new age 2024-25 kids. It's not Notre Dame. Notre Dame's doing everything right in recruiting. It's the kids. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's Petty Historic? Petty Junction. Petty Junction, Petty Story today brought to you by Nora Whiskey and NoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, NoraWhiskey.com. Left, let me apologize. NASCAR was in Chicago, and on Saturday night, Chicago racers snuck onto the track and raced the track. I don't know if you know this, but Lower Wacken Drive is huge for racing in Chicago after dark. It's like his own little, uh, you know, Toretto clan from the movies in Chicago. Oh, okay. A little Tokyo Drift style. Yeah, man. They actually snuck him to the NASCAR track and only in Chicago can, man. Just like the strippers in the United Center. Only Chicago. <laughs> Turn the United Center to a strip club. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all keep outdoing yourselves out there, man. Chicago's own, what is it, Indy 500? Y'all was out there acting like crazy. Love. Lucky Lucky Podcast. What's good with it? Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.